Welcome to the Kitchen Table Theology Podcast, where Pastor Jeff Cranston, along with our host, Jen Denton, will discuss biblical theology in an understandable way. You'll discover how to apply biblical truth to your life. Thanks for joining us at the table. Let's get started. Well, hello again, fellow Kitchen Table theologians, and welcome back to Kitchen Table Theology. I'm your host, Jen Denton, and along with Pastor Jeff Cranston, we're discovering what the Scripture teaches regarding doctrine and theology. You know, things that a lot of Christians think are too hard to understand and are really out of reach. And we're always attempting to do this in a way that's applicable to the lives we live, because we agree with Dr. Dustin Binge, who recently said in his Walking Worthy podcast, where he stated, without sound doctrine, the church falls apart, releasing a torrent of false teaching and an onslaught of immaturity. Ooh. Ooh, that's a mouthful. It's true. <laughs> it is true. And here at Kitchen Table Theolo- Theology, that, that, is, the, theology, that is the name of this let podcast, me look at the coffee right? Mark. Yeah, yes, there it is, table Kitchen Table Theology. theology. We want you to be strong in your faith, your knowledge in the word, and have a growing love for Jesus. And speaking of, we have some resources in that regard. Pastor Jeff has written two wonderful books. One is called Your Greatest Adventure, Taking Your Next Steps in Your Faith. And another is Happily Ever After, which is a study on the Beatitudes. Not marriage. Not marriage. <laughs> that is probably a common misconception, isn't it? Yeah, I've gotten it? <laughs> that a lot. I've gotten that a lot. But yeah, it's about each chapter is on one of the Beatitudes. And the Beatitudes give us a really good model to live our lives by. Mm-hmm. Great, great examples. And uh so happily ever after. And then your greatest adventure is about the the basics of the Christian life. It's written with the new believer in mind, but I'm finding as the book has gotten out there that it's been very helpful to a lot of people who have been believers for a long time, but might not have gotten off on good footing, Mm -hmm. you know, and maybe missed a couple of things along the way that they have not incorporated into their lives. And so you can find both of these books on Amazon. You can find them both on the website, jeffcranston.com. Anywhere you buy books online, I think the books are available. Barnes and Noble. And we even, I think Your Grace Adventure as an ebook is available at Walmart, I which we're so, is. Yeah, I'm so I know. proud. I'm so <laughs> proud. I'm trying to get it into Waffle House. Oh, now that would be wonderful. That if I walked into great. a Waffle House and saw my book, I would just die and go to heaven. That would just, your your life had had meaning and, and all I'd the take, accomplishments. I'd take some raisin together. toast with apple butter with me. <laughs> I've never had that there. Oh, you got to get that there. Cheese, eggs, grits, sausage, raisin toast with Apple butter. That's on the side, right? What That's do you mean on all... the side? You don't mix it in. Oh yeah, gosh, no. <laughs> My food does not touch. Now here's a here's a theological <laughs> question of the day. Do you mix your grits into your eggs? No. They what? are in a separate bowl on the side no. with cheese, salt, and pepper. I do not mix that because it reminds me of cream of wheat if you mix it in with the oh, eggs. And I had bad. You're missing ex- out on one of life's greatest. Mm, well, pleasures. we can agree to disagree. And we on have people that. listening who don't even know what grits are. Or as mm. one person I know from New Jersey said when asked, "Should would you like to try some grits?" He's such a nice person. He said, "Well, yes, but maybe just one." <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, <laughs> just one, one tiny. All right. So anyway, we got way. There off we go. There. We got to get back to today. Well, today, now I'm hungry. <laughs> uh, me too. We are continuing our study of understanding who we are in Christ, and let's talk about what we've covered in previous podcasts already. We've talked about the believer's position in Christ and the doctrines of justification and sanctification. And for today's podcast, we're going to talk about the topic of glorification. Glorification, and I've just got to be completely honest, and uh, this is kind of humbling. When when I sat down to research today's podcast and start to pull some thoughts together, I had to begin with exactly what is meant by glorification. I, I thought I had an idea, and I, I did have a, a bit of an idea, but that was all. I'm really ashamed to admit that. But I'm betting I'm in pretty good company. So kitchen table theologian, what pops into your mind when we mention the doctrine of glorification? So Jen, let's just have you be a representative. What pops into your head when you hear the term glorification? Well, when you asked me that earlier, I didn't even say a word. I just went, oh. <laughs> which Which represents what in your mind? I don't know. I guess... Like angelic... Uh, uh, what? Something or other, angelic so vision you, or... You correlate it with the angels. Kind of, yeah, uh-huh. I guess. Or, you know, the, the glorification of Christ in some some mm-hmm. manner Okay. In, in that regard. Well, you know, I think that's absolute because we, we don't know. Uh, a lot of us don't know. So that's why... Mm-hmm. That's that's why we're going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So why don't you begin by defining what in the world we're talking about here today? And then even better, let's see what it means to us as children of God. All right. Well, it's a couple of things. Glorification is the theological term used to describe the final removal of sin from the lives of Christians at the end of time. Hmm. And it's not just about that but also brings into play the believer's glorified, resurrected body. So it's the redemption. Glorification has to do with the redemption of these bodies of ours. Mm. And Paul said it like this, for the perishable uh, must put on the imperishable, and this mortal must put on immortality. Hmm. Well, in the last two podcasts, we talked about justification and sanctification, and I'm beginning to sense a tie-in here with glorification, right? Right. There seems to be a flow of one to the other to the other. Is it right to understand it in this way? Yeah, I think so, Jen. Really, biblically, glorification exists as one of three parts of the process of the Christian life that includes justification, and that's where we're being made right with God, justification, sanctification, last podcast, the ongoing process of being made holy, and then comes glorification, and that's the final removal of sin. So you you really can, let's just call those the three, you know, it's a three-legged stool, justification, sanctification, and glorification. Mm-hmm. They, they do uh, sort of graph together. Hmm. And, and that's so exciting for us, especially once we've, we finally feel the weight of that because we get to rid ourselves of these present bodies and we take it up to a whole nother level. (laughs) And I always think about the stuff we have to endure here that one day we will no longer endure. We, We receive these glorified bodies free from the ravages and curses of sins. We're free from 
colds and allergies. And here's my favorite one. We don't have to diet anymore. <laughs> oh my goodness. And serious illnesses and cancer and diseases. And I think about my sweet daddy who's lived, you know, 20 plus years of his life as a paraplegic, yeah. you know, he's, he's going to be dancing, yes. yep. <laughs> dancing at the feet of Jesus. Yes. And so, you know, just to name a few, these are the things that glorification and no COVID and, and no COVID praise the Lord. No masks in heaven. No masks. Yeah. Well, that, that's right. And, you know, I think about my Uncle David, and David died at age 19 from muscular dystrophy, mm -hmm. 1970. Um, so many people live, like your father, with limitations physically, and other people have limitations mentally and emotionally. And, and those things for the child of God are going to be gone forever mm -hmm. as a result of our glorification. Well, I'm ready now. Just <laughs> yeah, in case Jesus comes and returns today, when will this when we can we expect this? When will this glorification take place? And does it kick off with a oh, or the sound of a trumpet? What what's going to happen? Oh yeah, your your Baptist roots are are showing. <laughs> We're always waiting for a trumpet. Yeah. You know, I you say that I think it does. I I believe scripture indicates that exactly. So kitchen table theologian, you might be going, wait, what, 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 how do we get on trumpets? We were, <laughs> we were talking about diseases and now Jen's brought up trumpets. Well, 1 Corinthians 15, 52 teaches this will take place in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and we shall be changed. Hmm. So that's glorification. Huh. So Jen, there's a there's something in Philippians about that ties in here. So maybe read read that verse, those two verses for us, because Paul talks about the changes that will take place when those who are in Christ are glorified. Sure, well, Philippians three twenty verses on to twenty one. But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like His glorious body by the power that enables him to subject all things to himself. So ultimately, the body of every Christian, our physical bodies, will become like Christ's post-resurrection body, mm -hmm. fully glorified for all of eternity. This is awesome. And my mind is going in a dozen different directions with questions. So let me ask this one. What will our glorified bodies look like? Well, I don't know. Come on, you're supposed to have all the answers because I'm thinking, you know what I'm thinking. I don't know what you're thinking. It's going to have sparkles. <laughs> oh, may it never be. Um, sparkles and light and lots of okay, sparkles yeah, and you're, light. You're, re you're really getting away from the Bible now. So, you know, there's a lot of that that we don't know. What we do know is what the gospels tell us about Christ post-resurrection body. Um, and I think, you know, there's times where the Bible is quieter on some topics than others. Hmm. We're, we're given descriptions of heaven, but we're never given detailed descriptions of heaven because I think if we were, I mean, really detailed descriptions, we would have tried to replicate it here. Mm. And it would mm -hmm. have been become an idol. Mm -hmm. The glorified resurrected bodies we're 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 told something about them, but we're not told an awful lot about them because we, who knows what we would do with that, you know? Mm -hmm. So here's what we do know about glorification. Dr. Wayne Grudem 
uh, I refer to him a lot throughout this podcast. He says that glorification is the final step in the application of redemption. I really like that phrasing. So Scripture doesn't go into a ton of detail on this. However, I think the argument can be made that our glorified bodies will in some ways relate to the bodies we have on earth here right now. And that's based on the descriptions of Jesus and his post-resurrection body. So think about what we know from the Gospels. Post-resurrection, Jesus was completely recognizable to his followers, Mm. even showing them the scars in his hands and side. Remember when Thomas, you know, I don't, I won't believe it until I, and Jesus appears to Thomas and says, look at the scars in my hands and my side. So there was a correlation in his post-resurrection body to the body that he had here on earth. Jesus, we also know post-resurrection glorified body had the ability to eat, although it wasn't necessary for his survival. However, Jesus was also recorded as having the ability to appear in a room despite the door being locked and the windows being locked shut. Uh, They were in the upper room there, the disciples, and they're behind locked doors and locked windows, and suddenly Christ appears. Uh, When he walked in Luke, I think it's Luke 24, when he was walking on the road to Emmaus with those two people, uh, he was also able somehow to conceal his identity. Hmm. So that's a little bit of what we do know. Well, and I know I asked the question, but then I'm going to follow up with saying, does it really matter? I mean, if it's good (laughs) enough for Jesus, it's good (laughs) enough for me. (laughs) Whether it comes with sparkles or not. I mean, we're given this wonderful promise of heaven and, you know, a God who loves us and is giving us eternal life. And I I can't imagine anything better than that. Yeah. And what what you're talking about right there is redemption. And Dr. Grudem calls that the final application mm-hmm. of redemption. What we get to there in in the uh, in the glorified body, and let's not let's not forget this: there's no sin anymore. The the, the sin has been removed from us at that point. So that's a very cool thing. And uh, glorification is mentioned all over in the New Testament. You know, it's one of those things. I I, I don't know about for you, but for me, I really don't notice the the concept, the doctrine of glorification a lot as I'm reading through. Um, I try every day to read in the Gospels and then in the remainder of the New Testament, in the Psalms, and then somewhere else in the Old Testament. And you run across glorification, but really, it, to me, it's one of those one of those doctrines that you don't see it a lot but then when you start looking for it, man, it's all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me just uh, give us a few examples. In Romans 8, Paul says that we wait for the redemption of our bodies, and then as for in this hope, we were saved. Mm-hmm. In that same chapter, Paul says that we will be glorified with Christ. Moreover, when Paul traces the steps in the application of redemption— The last thing that he names is glorification. And and Paul writes this, And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's what we're talking about there. So if I may, let me just go back real quick as to when this occurs. I want to make sure we understand this. The glorification of our bodies will happen when Christ returns 
and raises from the dead the bodies of all believers for all time who have died and reunites them with their souls and changes the bodies of all believers who remain alive, thereby giving all believers at the same time perfect resurrection bodies like his own. And I I just looked back at my notes, that verse from Corinthians, it says, and in that moment we shall be Changed. changed right okay yeah. that that makes sense i think we just don't call it we don't talk about that word glorification and in that moment right. we shall be and maybe we should changed because it's a new testament word mm-hmm. so christ when he returns he the bodies of believers who have died they're raised first and they're reunited with their souls mm-hmm. and then those of us, as Paul says, those of us who are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet him in the air. Mm-hmm. And we will be we will be receiving our resurrected bodies or our glorified bodies at, at that time. And, and we're all going to receive at the same time perfect resurrected bodies, just like Jesus has. So in, in truth, much is unknown about the final glorified state of our bodies in eternity. However, it's very clear that as Christians, we will be with the Lord forever. Sin will be removed, which is huge. Mm-hmm. And that whole scene was powerful enough in John's vision, the Apostle John in the book of Revelation, that his final words are, Amen, come, Lord Jesus, when he saw all of that and what was going to happen because of the return of Christ. He's like, I want this now. Amen. Mm-hmm. Come quickly, mm-hmm. uh, Lord Jesus. And those who know the Lord will enjoy a perfect eternity with a glorified body, perfectly designed by the God of creation. And that is absolutely awesome. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing a connection now of newness in all of these things, whether it's salvation and redemption, because the scriptures point us to, you know, now you are a new creation, a, a new right. life that we get to live here. Right. And now connecting that with when we're reunited with Christ in that moment, we will be changed through right. the glorification So there's been process. in our salvation, there's the application of redemption. So redemption started at the moment of salvation uh, for us individually. Now, redemption started at, you know, uh, all the way back in Genesis when God said he was going to send. Uh, Genesis 3 talks about um, sending one who will crush the serpent's head. Mm-hmm. That's that's a precursor. That's what he's giving us a heads up. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take care of this sin problem. Uh, and then Jesus comes, of course. So redemption's happening. But then when when you and I appropriate it personally and individually, that's when our redemption begins. And so as we talked about in sanctification, it's experiential, and we are we're living it out. But there's going to come a time when either through our own death or if we're alive when Christ returns, we're going to receive a resurrected, glorified body, just like the Lord Jesus had when he was walking around uh, here post-resurrection and appeared to over 500 people. We're going to be recognizable. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that we'll, we'll, we'll all be thin. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Or at least not burdened by the weight. <laughs> The proverbial and the literal that we carry. None none of that is going to mean, that's all going to be absolutely meaningless to us. You know, it's, it's going to be a very, very awesome thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're giving, we're giving glimpses of it. We're giving some teaching on it. We know it's going to happen. We, we don't have a ton of detail. Mm 
about mm-hmm. exactly what it's going to be like, other than the fact that that is our future mm-hmm. as, as Christians. Mm-hmm. Well, once again, Kitchen Table Theologians, we have much to think on and as always, much to be thankful for. And we're thankful for you. Thanks so much for joining us on today's podcast. And don't forget about those episode notes. Check those out when you get a chance. These are meticulously prepared and out there for most every podcast that we do. They're created with you, our listeners in mind, to be an additional help to you as you dive deeper into doctrine and theology of the Christian faith. Additionally, please check out our website at Pastor Jeff or. I always put the pastor on no, there. I'm confusing just people. JeffCranston.com. Just JeffCranston.com. Matt's going to confuse people. Just Jeff. No, okay. <laughs> Jeff Cranston, www.jeffcranston.com. How's that? There we go. Do we, we don't even use the www anymore. No, I was told it's kind of, especially when you write it, I think, you know, all those writing guides, they tell you not to put the www there I, anymore. I, it doesn't even dawn on me anymore. No, to put it there. For clarification purposes, your website is jeffcranston.com. Thank you for making that clear. (laughs) And here you're going to find podcast archives where dozens of theological topics are discussed. You can also pick up copies of those books that we mentioned at the beginning of today's podcast, Your Greatest Adventure and Happily Ever After. You can also read Pastor Jeff's blog where he's written for the past couple of months on leadership. So if that's of interest to you, go check it out. And if you haven't done so already, please consider sharing this podcast with a friend or a family member who might benefit. As always, special thanks to our sound engineer, Anna Schoenstra, today, and to the Lowcountry Community Church here in Bluffton, South Carolina, for making this podcast possible. And thanks to you, our Kitchen Table Theologian family, for your support, your questions, and your encouragement along the way, as we remember the real power of theology is not only knowing it, but applying it. You've been listening to the Kitchen Table Theology Podcast with Jen Denton and Pastor Jeff Cranston. Join us next time for more insights into biblical truth. If you'd like to know more on today's topic, you can check out the show notes at jeffcranston.com. You can also email us at pastorjeff at lowcountrycc.org. If you're enjoying this podcast, would you consider leaving a rating and review on iTunes? We deeply appreciate your help in getting the word out. And be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or in your favorite podcasting app to continue this journey with us as we learn about and apply God's word to our lives. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time here at Kitchen Table Theology.